Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to Money Beat's Look at the Week Ahead. I am Paul Vigna. I am Stephen Grosser. And we are joined today because I, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you, with, with, with you folks, if you are just me and Grosser, this would not be a very good podcast. There's not much that we can really share or tell with you. So we need to bring other people on board to help us look smart, which is the real goal of all this. So that's why we have Wall Street Journal economics reporter Kate Davidson, who is very smart and can provide some insight and analysis. Kate, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I will try my best. You, you could even try your minimal, and you'd probably be topping us. It's well, no, but I also would say to make us look smart is, is a pretty heavy lift. That is a heavy lift. All right. Look, folks, we all know what the big thing is. Yes. Yeah. It, it feels like calendar. I have to say the jobs report comes – comes. It, it feels like it was just like five minutes ago. Kate, we're right, right? The jobs report is number one thing on the calendar next week, right? Totally. Yes. Um, and I agree. I, I feel like I say this every month. That what What do you mean? It's another jobs report. Right. But um, but yeah, that's the big thing. Obviously, Friday, um, we I think we'll be looking to see as with all the other in indicators, um, reports that are on the calendar, looking for like hurricane effects. I think that's kind of what people mm. will be keeping an eye on is how much are these numbers is if it's a really terrible number. I think folks might be not as worried as as they might otherwise be because um, because there could have been some some impacts from these three major hurricanes that we've had. I wonder. I guess. And again, you know, I think we have to keep in mind too what you're always looking at when you talk about this jobs number is it's a net. It's a net number. They take the number of jobs created, the number of jobs lost, and and you get the net. So it's a net hundred whatever jobs were created last month. Blah blah blah. Because, I mean, I was thinking, like, you might actually have some jobs created because of the hurricane, right? I mean, because there's, there's so much emergency work to be done. I, I don't know. I just I, I wondered that. Yeah, no, I would think so. I mean, a, a colleague was pointing out um, that jobless claims, um, which are reported every week, they jumped, but not as bad as we saw, say, after Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. It's uncertain, but... Surely right. I, I think that's a good assumption. I mean, that's been the jobless claims actually has been one of the interesting things because it's, there was an expectation that it would jump above the three hundred thousand mark, mm -hmm. um, and it hasn't. And or and and that's been I think fairly surprising, um, or has been far lo or lower than expectations. But the interesting thing about the three hundred thousand number is it's been a long time since we've had a jobless claim number above 300,000. Right. And we're now yeah. in like historic, I think it was, you know, since 19, it, it's, you know, jobless claims haven't been this low, this consistently since the, you know, the early 70s, I believe. Yeah. yeah you're, and it was crazy that for the longest time before that, it was over 300,000, obviously, you know, like it was a long time over it as well. And now it's gone under it. I don't know where I was. I don't even know where I was going with that. I got to <laughs> be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, the thing that I wonder, talking about the net number, too, is is whatever it ends up being, if it's a little weak or a little higher, I mean, that net number has been kind of trending downward for a long time now. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, at what point do we start saying that there is an obvious sign here that not a lot of net jobs are being created? It has been, but I suppose it's important to remember what Fed officials have been saying, which is the economy can absorb um, – uh, I guess a, a 
smaller number yeah. of, of workers. That is, yeah. you know, with, without pushing that jobless rate a whole lot lower. So in, in other words, if you're just trying to interpret, is this a good number or a bad number, right, the, the lower number um, is not necessarily a sign that, that things are going off the rails. But but I think you're right. I mean, we have to start asking asking this question um, as it continues to trend lower. To Paul's you know, point, I, I would make two points. First of all, like you'd expect that with right. a you know a, a unemployment rate under four, four five you know yeah. under four or five uh, you know and given the number of jobs added in the years that so you'd expect it to be slowing down. Um, the other thing too is you know Jenny Yellen and other Fed officials and econ- you know private sector economists have largely said that to sort of cover the new uh, employees at entering the work pl- uh, workforce, I think it's under a hundred thousand jobs need to be added, and we're well above that on average over the last six months. So, I mean, you know, those are the factors. However, your point is, I think, valid. I remember Barclays coming out with last year that when, you know, the trend starts getting lower and lower and lower, that typically means, you know, that's typically been a good indicator that, you know, six months to a year from then, you know, a recession usually sets in. Well, and the bigger bigger tell, I think, and and I I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. And Kate, I want to get your take on this. Is you know, we could tell us if the job, if the economy is is doing so well, and we have we're at full employment, blah blah blah. Uh, why aren't wages growing more? I don't know if you need my take. That's the big mystery. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. No, I uh, want your take. I uh, yeah. I really don't know. I mean, it's see that that is the um, what is the expression? The sixty-four thousand dollar question, right, or right. my yeah, yeah. the uh, conundrum. That nobody know. has ever seen that show anymore. I know. Too, even I, you know, I'm too young to have seen it, but we all know it, right? That is the big, 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 big question for Fed officials. Um, and we saw it, uh, you know, after their latest meeting. We heard Janet Yellen talking about it in a press conference. Um, in certain she's uh we're going to talk about this but she's speaking um she's speaking on wednesday and i'm sure she'll talk about it again is is just why why is the jobless rate um so low but inflation is not going up and and that's not you know also not translating to to higher wages it's just not behaving the way that it they're used to it behaving and they they really don't know why yeah Yeah, inflation's the other big question obviously wages and inflation are you know, somewhat connected, but that's right. those are the two big questions yeah. that the, the seem to have flummoxed the Fed. The, I, and, and I guess since we're talking about the Fed, Kate, w- you know, what will this, how impactful will this jobs number be or not be to the Fed? Like, obviously, they had the meeting um, in September last month, and, you know, it seemed like they were pretty solid on moving forward with another rate increase this year. The story for a while with the Fed has been much less about the labor market and much more about the inflation data. And I don't think that there, um, the statements, um, the, the statement from the committee or the, the statements from Chair Yellen at her press conference suggest that they are, um, that, that they're worried about that. They continue to expect some further improvement, I think was her language, um, in the job market, but they see it as as very strong. So obviously they don't want to see um, a really bad jobs report, but I, I don't, it's hard to see it completely changing the direction that they're headed, which, right, I think is is toward, uh, or the expectation, according to their projections, is, uh, is for another rate increase this year. I think that what they're really paying closer attention to is, um, is the inflation data. And if that continues to be weak, that that's going to perhaps shift their their thinking later later in the year on whether to raise rates again. Right. All right. More on the economy and what's going on in Washington D.C. What you need to know for the week ahead. You are listening to Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. 
Rapid expansion? We're ready. Worker shortage? We're good. Anything can change the world of work. A celebrity buys the company. Depends on who it is. But relax, we've got ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. Enjoy our podcast? Then listen in your car. Before you start down the road, just sync your smartphone using Bluetooth or plug into the USB port. Got Apple CarPlay? Just tap on the podcast app and search for WSJ. So, the next time you're getting behind the wheel, take us along and enjoy the ride. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. Welcome back to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Talking to Kate Davidson down in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. Uh, and Kate, I, look, there's so much swirling around Washington right now, and and you know, I mean, response to to all these, you know, terrible or just disasters, this year. and yeah, <laughs> right, right. But I mean, even even now in particular, I mean, you know, what's going on in Puerto Rico is absolutely horrific. The Gulf Coast, Florida, um, but Washington seems to be sort of unusually, not unusually, but I mean, uh, they seem to be very focused on taxes, Kate. Very focused. Yes, yeah. that's the big. Um, I mean, as we've seen, they've had trouble advancing some of their legislative goals this year. And I think they really are determined to get this tax proposal over the line to the president's desk by the end of the year. They don't have a lot of time to do it. So they're really buckling down. And we're seeing that now um, to try to to move this bill and get it passed. What can we expect um, this week, you know, on the tax front and the, I guess the debate? Uh, do you have any expectations of what, what's going to be going on? Yes. Well, so this is fairly nerdy, but it's very imp- it's very important. It's a um, fairly nerdy podcast. It, yeah, so this is perfect. Um, what everyone should really be paying attention to is the Senate Budget Committee. Now, why? what does the Budget Committee have to do with taxes? Um, it's usually Ways and Means in the Senate Finance Committee. Well, what Republicans want to do this year, and we've talked about this a little bit before, is they want to try to advance their tax plan um, using a, um, a budget process known as reconciliation. And that basically would allow them to um, pass their plan to pass a bill with just a simple majority. In other words, just with Republicans, they won't need to win over any Democrats. Um, But in order to use this process, they have to pass a budget first. Um, And this budget will kind of unlock this tool, this procedure um, that lets them do that. So it's actually a very important part of the process. And it's beginning after we've been waiting all year, basically, to see um, a proposal, budget proposal. The House put theirs out in August, um, but now we're looking at the Senate proposal, um, which actually just came out, and they're going to to have a, a, what's called a markup, um, like a hearing where they they review the bill, they um, they make amendments to it, and then they pass it out of committee, and then it goes to the floor for a vote, and that's going to be happening this week. And so um, it's also important because these reconciliation instructions in the budget lay out uh, essentially how like the parameters for a tax cut. And so we know that um, Republicans on the budget committee have been eyeing a one and a half trillion dollar tax cut. And uh, it's important to know what the resolution will say and what the agreement ultimately is, because, uh, as I said, that's going to sort of determine how much um, what the ultimate tax bill can do, Um, because if they want to pass it using this procedure known as reconciliation, it has to fit within the parameters set by the budget committee. So 
It's very technical and complicated, but it's actually a really important thing. Um, if you if you want to follow this tax process co- closely, you should be paying attention to it. And of course, we have fabulous tax policy reporters, Hill reporters, who will be all over that this week. And we'll also get uh, international trade data. On the trade data, um, that's another area where, as I mentioned, I think we'll we there could be pretty significant um, uh, effects from the hurricane. Um, the trade data may be kind of distorted, and part of that is because, you know, with Harvey and Irma especially, there were some ports closed, and so ships were rerouted. Um, There were also, as I understand, some just issues with reporting the data. Um, They couldn't get the data to the Commerce Department. So I think that that those numbers could look kind of weird. It's not really really clear yet. Uh, The only other thing is, is earnings, and there's really not a lot I mean, we're still not learning. A few interesting A few companies. interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lennar on Tuesday, which is kind of interesting. PepsiCo on Wednesday, obviously a uh, big concern. And Monsanto on Wednesday, too. And Costco on Thursday. So, you know, good reads into the state of the consumer there. And and I and I think it also the other thing is we're fast approaching. It's the end of the third quarter. That means you know the third quarter earnings season is going to be fast approaching. Right. And we're looking at a four point two percent growth in profits, which um, is down from the past. It's down from quarters. the two, but I mean honestly, that has a lot to do with the comparisons. Right. Uh, you know the, the first quarter and second quarter were both. Double digits. However, that was, I think, more a product of oil prices being yeah, of very and low in those quarters. Yeah. You know, hitting the energy sector and, right, and, right. and, and and also the industrial material sectors. So, like the comps were, you know, big, they were but, easy, easy but, comps. But you know, the hard. third the third quarter is when we we sort of bounced out of that earnings recession that we were right. that extended to last year, and so the comps are a little bit. So I wouldn't read necessarily too much that we're not another double figure. I think there's another huge there's another event. Huge. The I mean, biggest event in the nation. Yeah, I think. yeah. Uh, there's a release of a you know book about some TV show. I mean, Paul might be able to fill us in. Only the biggest TV show on TV. Uh, no, look. All right. Uh, thank you, because I will be busy promoting my book, Guts: The Anatomy of the Walking Dead. Very excited. It comes out on Tuesday. Would love your patronage. <laughs> I don't know. Just you know, uh, very excited about it. And that's uh, that's Should the first of two books. You have another one coming out, not too well in February. February, we'll another yeah. uh, another Bitcoin blockchain book you're, out. Me and Mike Casey. Yeah, and you're really the hardest. I also would like to point out a big significant moment. I think this might be the first jobs report in five years. Four I wasn't going to mention it, but yeah, that you won't be live blogging. I, I don't know how our blogging. listeners who like the live blog and the podcast are going to handle, isn't it? Because now, now I have moved on. I'm completely on the Bitcoin beat now. Yeah. I'm not doing markets anymore. So I will not be first time in like 72 jobs reports that I will not be on the jobs report. But guess what? But I'll, you're going to pull me into it. Somehow you're going to pull well, me into it. I was just going to say, I'm still there. Yeah, and you're I've been, still there. And I've been doing it longer. Right. All right. Uh, Kate Davidson, Wall Street Journal Economics reporter. Kate, thank you very much for your time. Thank you guys for having me. And everyone, thank you for listening. We will talk to you very soon. This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com slash WSJ.